Man, come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. You you can't charge at somebody like that, man. <laughs> and acknowledge Especially when he got your helmet. He didn't rip your helmet off you. Yeah, Sit down. What are you doing? My helmet's off. Let me charge him. That's not the first thing that comes to my head. Nice. Play the work sports. sports. Welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan, and we also got Vince on the air as well. What's going on, Vince? Hello, Gabna. Oh, my God, this guy. Hey, man, uh, we got a pretty awesome show this week. We are getting ready to start football season, which you know is my favorite time of the year in general. Weather's getting cold, football's getting thrown, people getting uh, their helmets put on backwards and don't remember where they're at. Like, I love this time of the year. And uh, we got a little bit of mixed show here to kind of jump around. I know you're the basketball guy, Vince. Um, so this week is going to be good as well because we got a little bit of basketball stuff in there as well. So go ahead and jump right in, Vince, with a little bit of football stuff here. Comments made by your boy Deion Sanders, Mr. Uh, head coach of Jackson State or whatever it's called. Jackson State University. Yeah, man. He uh, he says that he believes there should be different levels of the Hall of Fame. Now, maybe you have maybe you have exactly what he said down a little bit better than me, but it's just something along the lines of the the Hall of Fame for the NFL is getting watered down. Uh, you look around, you see who's in there, and it's just kind of becoming more of a popularity contest than skills. And he he thinks there should be different tier levels of of people in the Hall of Fame. First off, I guess the question you Vince is, do you believe that the Hall of Fame is getting watered down? Yes, I actually agree. Um, I think that if it is getting watered down, there should be a a, a tier list like he's saying. Being a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, I feel like you have influence the game for the for the good of the league right the way i put it is if how can you can you tell the story of the nfl without deon sanders no can you tell the story of the nfl without lawrence taylor no that's the way i put it based off of how they are bringing people into the the hall of fame now matthew stafford's probably going to be a hall of famer I get he won a Super Bowl, but I don't think that he's Hall of Fame worthy. He does got some wild stats, though. I mean, there's. I think it's hard to put a criteria down, though. I think that's that's where you get issues there. How do you put? How do you put a criteria down? Right, right. I was watching Undisputed the other day, and Shannon Sharp actually said something that was very interesting. He said that. The MLB in their Hall of Fame, when they choose their Hall of Fames, if they choose two, it's two. We don't care how many people were eligible eligible for, for uh, the Hall of Fame. So if we got two, if we, we only see two fit to be in the Hall of Fame, then that's the two we're rolling with. I think the NFL should be like that too. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big fan of them trying to put there's got to be this many each year because I think it definitely does water it down. Maybe there's nobody deserving of it. Hey, that for that year, and that's that's hey, it is what it is, right? right. And everybody wants to have all these debates. I remember when, uh, well, who was it? Uh, was it was it uh, Julian Edelman? Wasn't he the one just retired? And everybody was like, "Does he have a Hall of Fame career? Can you see him? Look how many rings he's got!" But like, no, man. Like, why are we trying to water the thing down and put this in? If that's the case, if he deserves a Hall of Fame, if he has a Hall of Fame career, right? Then are we going to put Julio Jones in there? He doesn't deserve it. I don't think he does. Had Julio kept on the same path? Oh, yeah, definitely. But he didn't. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, we're going to put this dude because he's got rings in. So what about these dudes that sit on the bench and, you know, get four, five, six rings playing on different teams? What about the long snapper? The, you know, if he was the long snapper for the team during, during Brady's run and he won six rings with Brady. Does he deserve to be? He was a you know proficient long snapper and always there and crushing it. He needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Get out of here, man. 
Get out of here. I mean, what is it? Robert Ori has six rings, right? Who? Robert Ori. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Exactly. Robert Ori has six NBA rings, and he's not in the, the NBA Hall of Fame. He doesn't deserve to be. He's been a role player his whole his whole career. He was a role player with Houston. He was a role player with the Lakers. He was a role player with the Spurs. He won rings with all of them. Now, I do think... I I don't like different tiers in the Hall of Fame. I personally do not like that, right? Because I think the Hall of Fame is the top tier. But what I do think is there should be, as you've said it before, a Mount Rushmore. There should right. be... Uh, no crap. These are the top of the top, man. You know, you look at you look at this position. Let's not look at you know, because a lot of people say, well, what about defensive back, top defensive back? No, 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 no. Let's look at top corner. Let's look at top free safety. Let's look at top strong safety. Let's let's break it down and what they played in their system. You know, maybe you can't break down linebacker as much. Maybe you can't break down safety as much, right? They just ran a two safety thing. And they just kind of rotate it back and forth. Okay, cool then. We use top safety. But we know a corner is different than a safety. You know what I mean? We know that they're all technically defensive backs. But they're different. They're different. They play different positions in the scheme. So let's break it down like that. You know, defensive line is not all the same. Defensive tackle, he has to perform differently. And he normally has a harder time getting to the quarterback than a defensive end. Correct. Unless you're Aaron Donald. <laughs> Unless you're Aaron Donald. That man, <laughs> bruh. That man is something else. He's my size. Not much bigger than me, honestly, man. Literally not much bigger than me. And is a monster. And is a monster. I'm going to tell you what. I ain't pushing people like that. I'm getting pushed. I don't know how that man does it. I think he's literally my height and like 15 pounds more than me or something. I mean, he's not much bigger than me. Oh, no. They, they got this man listed at 284. See? I thought he was 250, which is still, I guess. Dude, I guess it's 35 pounds more than me. But still... I 284 makes it scary. Bro, he's like 5'10", five 5'11", foot foot ain't he? Yeah, that's scary. Bro, I'm, I'm not just trying to get more. hit. He's more or less than that, man. Oh, Dude, this man. would be like Lord Beerus and, and Goku the first time they fought when he flicked them and, and Goku flew across the world, basically. Well, uh, since we're on the topic of Mr. Aaron Donald here, what happened to him the other day in practice with the Bengals when he went, uh, when he channeled his inner uh, Miles Garrett and started dual wielding Bengal football helmets and started hitting people? A Kimball style. Bro, I don't know if you've seen the picture or not, but he hit somebody so hard with one of them helmets that it flexed in. Like the opening, like when it hit another person's helmet, went in. That makes me wonder how safe are the NFL helmets? And then secondly, how hard are you hitting somebody? Oh my goodness, I'm looking at the video right now. You see that? Look at it. That man is just sitting in haymaker. He's really not that tall. It is, we just brought that up. You just see helmets flying through the crowd. That's it. Oh. Oh. Oh my goodness. Focus, focus. He kept both of them in his hands the whole time. Bro, what, what, here's what bothers me about it all, right? Miles Garrett, now I granted, Miles Garrett did an NFL game, and he hit a dude that didn't have a helmet on. We don't know who who all Aaron Donald hit, but Miles Garrett was suspended. The NFL said, mm, we're not going to handle this because it happened in practice. The team should handle it. The team's not going to suspend him. Do you agree with that? Because it happened at practice, not an NFL game, that the NFL should stay out of it? Or do you say, it is still NFL grounds? The NFL should step in. What is, what's your thoughts? That's tough. So when I heard that immediately, I, I went back to thinking about when old crab legs, Jameis Winston, got suspended. Do you remember when he stole the crab legs from the Publix? Yeah. He was suspended from baseball versus being suspended for uh, the football team. Did they win the national championship that year? I think they either won or they won the year before. No, they. I think they did win that year. I do think they... And I'm not saying that's the same scenario. It's just... Because it, it's not. Baseball and football, and we're talking about preseason and regular season. It's. I mean, but it's. it just makes me think, is, is that... We don't know if that's in writing in, 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 the, in the bylaws. 
for the CBA and, you know, as far as the collective bargaining agreement, if that's a a rule, if there are infractions during the preseason, does it get handled in the preseason amongst mm-hmm. the teams or does or, or can the NFL be involved in it? That may be something that's going on there. I'm not trying to play devil's advocate, but would I have suspended him if I'm the NFL? You got to sit down. OK, you picked up you picked up two helmets. You got. To sit yeah. Down. Yeah, and here's my problem with it, right? I can understand if the helmet, if the NFL, the helmet, <laughs> I can understand if the NFL said, hey, we're not handling it, it happened in practice. No, I got it. This was a joint practice. This wasn't, he didn't snatch off the helmet and start swinging it at the offensive line of the Rams. He was swinging and hitting another team, another franchise's players, that another owner pays millions of dollars for them to be playing. Now, what if he hit these dudes? You see how hard he was swinging that? That's a weapon, man. He hit somebody right like that. They're killing him. It's assault with and a deadly weapon. 100%. Now, let me ask you this. Can he? Mm-hmm. Can the person that got hit with a helmet press charges? 100%. Why couldn't they be? Didn't, uh, That's what didn't, I would say. didn't Mason Rudolph, didn't he uh, do do that? Yeah, but he, he kind of... <laughs> Mason Rudolph's an idiot. You... I feel bad for Mason Rudolph, but you you can't charge it somebody like that, man. <laughs> and Especially when he got your helmet. He didn't rip your helmet off your yeah, head, man. You... Sit down. What are you doing? My helmet's off. Let me charge him. That's not the first thing that comes to my head. No, man. The first thing in my head is like, yo, I need to get away from this dude. <laughs> this dude has my helmet, and now he's using it against me? Nah, man. I need a weapon myself. Give me a helmet. Give me a helmet real quick. Yeah, pull your helmet off so I can use it. We're having a fight to the death over here. Oh, Jesus. Hey, uh, something else funny, too. <laughs> since, we're, since we're having a good old laugh. Stephen A. Smith, what's your thought about that man? You like him? Oh, I, 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 I enjoy his content. Um, and the only reason is because I can decipher between him yelling. Like, his yelling doesn't phase me. I'm like, dude, just get your point across so I can try to understand what you're saying. That man yells a lot, man. I thought I yelled a lot. That man nonstop yells. Well, uh, <laughs> how would you feel if uh, Stephen A. Smith was the uh, president of the United States? Excuse me? No, sir. Oh. No, sir. No, sir. No. No. No, 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 no. Not qualified. Not qualified. <laughs> he said that uh, He said that if enough people supported him, man, he would run for president. We, well, the people that support him need to be checked. Could you, could you imagine him yelling at Putin? I don't think that would go well. Okay? I don't think that would go well at all. What did you say? How do you interpret that? You oh. How do you interpret that if you're the interpreter? Do you just, do you just interpret really loud? That would be another problem anyways, because if I don't understand what you're saying and you're yelling at me, there's only one way I'm going to take that. And this dude, this dude's something else. He said a few years back, there's no way. Um, then he came out and he said, you know what? I did have a child out of wedlock, but we've seen presidents, you know, especially in today's society. Nothing is, you know, secret anymore. And uh, you know what? If they can do it, why couldn't I? I do understand that logic, right? If they can do it, why can't I? But there's some people, there's very few people that I see fit to be president, right? And he's definitely in the uh, the category that's not fit, in my opinion. Stephen A. Smith has I don't kids? even think I'm. I don't think I'm fit for it. I'm just saying. Wait, St- Stephen A. Smith has kids? Uh, he said he had a child out of wedlock. Oh, wow. That was his word. Wow, you know, I didn't know he had kids. Either. That's crazy. Well, I mean. As as much as he's in the 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 spotlight, I never knew that about him. But I'm uh, at the same time, I'm not going out of my way to know Stephen A. Smith's life. Yeah, he has two kids, wow. two daughters. Ooh, yep. That's why he keeps him out of the limelight, right there. That'd be the same way. Two, two daughters, yes, sir. Let's transition a little bit over here to to some NBA then. Because I know this is gonna take us some time here talking about it. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, but but uh, I'll go ahead and let you take over from for both these since you're the NBA guy. Okay, well let's start off with 
Kevin Durant staying with the Brooklyn Nets. Jonathan, I, I, I think last, last podcast I chose the Brooklyn Nets to win the NBA championship, and you were like, there's no way because Kevin Durant's not going to be there. Nets owner. If I say because he wasn't going to be there. I did say there was no way, though. <laughs> you said there was no way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I told you, if I'm the owner of the Nets, Kevin, you're not going anywhere. I've invested in you, buddy. I'm sorry. You, you, you're going to stay. You're going to stay. You know, you got old back brace and, and, and flat earther over there. I mean, but. Hey, man, flat earther's got backup now with old Shaq. You better watch yeah. it. So I, this does not surprise me whatsoever. I, I, I was calling it from the beginning. You're not going anywhere, buddy. You're not. It's just that's just how it's going to go. So sit down. Yeah, you sit down. I have invested all this money in you. You are not going anywhere. Nowhere. Yep. So what is what is your opinion on this now? So since that the you know he he decided to he requested a trade at the end of June, reiterated that same thing in July, and then now he's saying he wants to stay. Now mind you, I forgot to add this portion in too. He said if you don't trade me, get rid of the GM and the coach. Now he's saying, let's make amends here, and I will come back and play. So I did a little more reading on all this. And I think the owner basically told him, no, man, I run the show here. You know, I, I, I understand there is player empowerment, and we're all about it. But just understand it at the same time, like I said, you're the employee, right? And Durant got pretty much put in his place. You're not a LeBron. This is correct. You're not a uh, a Michael Jordan, you know, or Kobe. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm not saying LeBron is the greatest player ever out there or anything, but LeBron has built this, I don't even know what you call it, but this, this aura around him that he gets what he wants. He controls what he wants, and you play by his rules. And um, Unless you play for the Heat. Unless you play with the Heat, that's right. <laughs> but, you know, it's... I think KD thought... Because let's be honest, man. KD's arguably the best player in the NBA right now. Right? He's better than LeBron right now. And, and, and anybody that denies that, right, and just thinks that LeBron is still the best player in the NBA, hey, man, you, you, you're stuck on it. You're blinded by pride. You're blinded by whatever it is, you know, your, your desire to, you know, worship LeBron and everything else. When Mike played for the Wizards, right, at the end of his career, he wasn't the best player in the NBA anymore, man. And it just, it, it, it was what it was, you know. And so, KD, I think, thought he was going to use that same little oomph, like, I'm the top guy. It worked for LeBron. It's going to work for me. And you went up against the wrong owner. And he said, no, 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 man. <laughs> nah, I own you. Sit down. And uh, he's going to play. Now, I'm interested to see what happens if this season doesn't go well. Like, if it doesn't go well, does he start acting out in the middle of the season? Or what? I find it hard to believe that this season doesn't go well. If you have Kyrie playing, the whole season last year, they 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 beat Boston. They they beat Boston. There's like I, I know they got swept, but they they beat Boston. There's there was no continuity whatsoever when they played. You could tell it looked like the Heat their first year with LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. Just a little off. Yeah, it was just off. It was just completely off. You know. Hey, but we went to the finals though. I'm just saying. This is true. This is true. Um, but KD ain't LeBron. That is but true. But in the same token, LeBron's not Mike or Kobe. So yeah, that is also definitely true. throwing that out there. So um I could see them winning 60 games this year. Easily see them winning 60 games. 60, huh? Yeah. That's a that's a lot, man. That's a lot. I mean, remember they predicted no team over six. Right, which I still I still think is that's out of this world. I I, I don't see that. I, I I do think it's. I think the league is this this year is probably one of the most competitive years in probably like the last 
five or six, maybe seven years. The most, the most competitive. I'm talking back in the days when Miami and Indiana were going at it. Damn, that's a that's a that's a little bit back there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's 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 like that. I mean, they have a good team. Wait, they have T.J. Warren. I I, I didn't see him. I didn't see that pickup. I, I guess I missed that. But that's that's a very good pickup for them. They're building their bench, so it looks. I think the Nets may have a. They're gonna have a deep run. I can I can definitely tell you that. It wouldn't surprise me if they're in the finals. I mean, the East is the weaker conference. So I mean, I hate to put that out there because obviously I am a Heat fan and they are in the East, but overall, I mean, they are a weaker conference. You think you think there's you think the 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 power has shifted? I think the power shifted last year. I, I really do. I think the power has shifted. Record-wise, says other. Otherwise, this is true. But you think that they're building? Well, I mean, what would what would make you think that they that it shifted last year? Okay, so if you look at the standings here, you got Chicago Bulls. They got they, they were the sixth seed. If you if you remember, probably a little bit before. The All-Star break, maybe a little bit after. The Chicago Bulls were in the, like, I think they were the one or two seed in the East. They dropped all the way to the six. And the reason why they did is because um, Lonzo Ball got hurt. And so did uh, Zach Levine. They ended up being the six seed. Toronto, I don't know if you keep up with him, but uh, keep up with that team. But they, they've always been hanging around. Always. Van Vliet is a very good point guard. The set. The 76ers, if Joel Embiid doesn't get hurt. He did lose a lot of weight. That man's on the crack diet. They would. Man, that guy looks like Donald Glover. I was going to say like a, uh, like maybe a less decomposed Crypt Keeper. But I guess yours work too, whatever. You know, it's. I'm just looking at these teams. You you got to talk about Charlotte, which I don't think Charlotte's going anywhere. I don't think Atlanta's going anywhere. The Brooklyn Nets were the seventh seed. You know that like that's just. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the East top ten, and then looking at the West. I mean, I definitely don't think the Nets finish as low as the seventh seed this year. Yeah, Utah's out of the question now. We can go ahead and take Utah out of the place there. Denver is a team that should be watched because Jamal Murray comes back this year. Timberwolves. Based off their starting lineup, should be a problem for anyone. I'm going to tell you what, though. No team in today's, and I'm going to say it, no team in today's NBA can win with just a strong starting lineup. That's correct. Can't, it can't anymore. You have to have help from your bench. Plain and simple. You have to have the complete team anymore. This is true. I think that is. Uh... Kind of what killed Dallas last year. Well, and 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 um, Luca's lack of conditioning. He lost a lot of weight though this this uh, off season, didn't he? I heard, yeah, I heard he lost a lot of weight. Uh, he is, I think he lost like fifteen pounds. Hmm. Man, like fifteen pounds, which is which is good, which is good. He's not the fastest. He's not the, the he's not the he can't jump the highest. He scares me every time he goes for a dunk. But he is he has very good basketball IQ. He can score. They're still not winning a championship next year. What about the Lakers? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> what no. you mean? They got no, Patrick I'm, Beverly. Yes, this is true. They do have Patrick Beverly, which is very interesting that you brought that up because in in the news recently they're saying that Westbrook is about to be put on the back burner and may possibly have the same fate as John Wall did with the Rockets. So what do you, how do you feel about that? So that I, 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 you couldn't make the playoffs with Westbrook. It's not an upgrade, man. So I'm not sure what you think you're going to do by bringing him in and sitting Westbrook down. First off, you're on the hook for a lot of money with Westbrook. So you got him just sitting there. Are you going to... I don't know. I think, I think you got to try to at least trade him. Even if it's for, like, nothing. 
you're just sitting there for for no reason. Like, go home. But at the same time, we all know LeBron just putting on a face because one minute LeBron is telling him, "I'm waiting for him to go off this year." Y'all gonna see, right? All over social media. But we know behind the scenes, LeBron's trying to get him out of there, man. He wants him gone. He don't want him there. So where he goes, I I, I don't know. Having him sit at home, I, I personally I hate that. I hate that. Um, I think it's very disrespectful to the player, to the fans that pay. You know, um, I, I don't like when a team tells a player go home. We don't want you here. I feel like I feel like it is disrespectful. So I agree with you. Um, Westbrook literally puts it all out on the court every single game was the most reliable player last year by the way and there's no way you can convince me that Patrick Beverly is better than than Westbrook no it's not an upgrade it's not an upgrade at all that's why I don't I don't know the logic I don't know the thought process behind it I can't I can't figure it out this is just I mean when is Patrick Beverly ever giving you a 50-point triple-double game? Has Patrick Beverly ever had a triple-double? Uh, I, would, I would like to say he has. Has he? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> hey, you ready for this one? Yeah, what you got? Patrick Beverly's career high is 26 points. Oh, my God. Westbrook can get that in free throws, baby. Now I will I will say this: Patrick Beverly is a, a night and day better defender than than Westbrook. But you don't you don't pay Westbrook forty four million dollars to play defense. You don't pay forty four million dollars to go home. I guess so. You know, better defense. Hey, we got this defensive guy, so we're gonna let you sit at home and collect this money. And the way I'm telling you, this man is probably infuriated if they're telling him to do that. Because he's a competitor, man. He is it's very it's much the, so. It's the same way that he wanted to fight Stephen A. Or was it not Stephen A. Smith? Um, oh, man. What was that dude that, caught, that kept calling him Westbrook? Oh, Skip Bayless. Yes. Oh, disrespectful, man. He, he you know, he kept wanting to, uh, he kept wanting to basically fight him. And, uh. I understand why. Dude, disrespectful, man. That's his family name. You know, his, his kid is proud of that name. I mean, his kid walks around and says, I'm a Westbrook. You know what I mean? So, like, I get it. It's prideful. I mean, I ain't, you know, never, been, I ain't never been told, hey, go home. We don't need you on the team. Right? I've got into it with some people and said, y'all, I'm out. I'm done with this. I, I don't need to be here no more. This ain't it. But I have never been told. I imagine it's a very... Heavy shots to the ego, to the pride, to the whatever you're gonna call it. This I mean, this is the craziest thing is that he has won in their eyes a bad season because the Lakers had a horrible season. Right? Westbrook mm-hmm. is those his stats were almost identical last year. Almost identical. That includes turnovers. Like this same guy. He was like, hey, look, man, hey, I get you, I get you trouble double, man, but I'm gonna give you about four turnovers too in, in the process. Just know it's coming. It's coming. You know what you signed up for, you know what you're getting. Why is this all of a sudden shocking to the to the world is, is beyond me. And, and the only thing I could think of is is that it's LeBron. I would have to say it's got to be it's gotta be LeBron, man. I this don't same know. Guy that's supposed to have He's supposed to make everybody better, right? Yeah. LeBron is one of the ones, man, either either you come in there and you play and you do what LeBron wants you to do, or you're, or you're gone. And we're seeing it now. You know? I, I mean, I don't know, bro. I, uh, I don't know what to say or to think. I mean... Like I said, if it's me, if I'm Westbrook, I definitely feel disrespected. Let me ask you this because I actually this is this is probably bothering me a little bit here. So we've played football together before, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, and this Good is the days. aspect of LeBron making players better. Yep. 
Okay, so when we played together, I think our first season together, I was quarterback, right? Correct. Okay, so when I played quarterback, did I make you catch better? Did you make me catch better? Or did you already have hands before we played? I had hands before we played. Right. So did my did did my throwing ability or or me being at the helm make you catch better? No. That's 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 the way I think when they when I hear fans say that LeBron makes people better because I don't understand from that aspect. LeBron hey, how did you make your skill level go up? Yeah, how do you make your skill level go up? Well, his his three point percentage went up because of that. Okay, well his three point percentage may have went up because they're doubling him and he's kicking to you. That's that's him doing that. You still got to make the shot. Yes. You still have to make the shot. And because you make the shot, it's not on LeBron. It's because you spent countless hours in the gym. That same freaking shot. The same yes. shot. So I yeah. don't understand that. That's a good that's a good take, man. I've never thought about that. You know what I mean? Because I, I know I've been guilty of saying that before. Uh, he makes them better. You know, this guy makes the people around him better. But I never thought about that like that. That's a good I like that. No, I, I don't know what he says as far as holding people accountable. I, I don't know that. I, I do know that Jordan was very, Jordan and Kobe were, were very much so of openly holding their, their, uh, their teammates accountable. I was watching, uh, I was watching the last dance. Yep. Yep. The old documentary about the, uh, about the bulls. Yep. Michael Jordan. And uh, and his Bulls were playing against Utah in a in a in a I think it was like one of their first games against Utah. I think they play you, you only play the other conference twice a year, so they, they always make sure it's a statement game, right? So Michael Jordan tells Luke Longley, he's like, "You need to establish dominance in the paint from the get go." And in the first half, I think Luke Longley has like twelve points, six rebounds, or something like that, right? So he's established dominance. He's he's in there. He's scoring in the paint. And saying that we're here and we're not going anywhere. Luke Longley finished the game with 12 points and six rebounds. Michael Jordan said, That is the last time I give you a compliment during the middle of a game. Lesson learned, right? You don't, I'm, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to give you any praise then because when I give you praise, you're literally, you, you, you wet the bed. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to argue that point. I don't know. I, I don't think we and we talked about this in the last podcast. I don't think the Lakers are making moves that are going to make them a contender. Now, the only way I can think that this would be a better upgrade for them bringing Patrick Beverly in versus uh, keeping Westbrook would be that they maybe have less turnovers, or maybe let me kick this to you: Do you think maybe they put Westbrook? on the bench and say you're going to play less minutes because we still want your your productivity but we don't want you to touch the ball too much because that's when you start turning it over do you think that's a thing no 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 no, no. i'm gonna tell you this right now that does not make we're, we 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 harp on investing so much right uh-huh i'm, I'm an owner i'm investing in you i'm paying you i Correct. pay you to be on the court i don't pay 44 million for a bench player no no, no all, exactly but... I pay thirteen million for a bench player, and that's Patrick Beverly. That's Patrick Beverly. Yeah. I, then what is it? What is their? What is their thought process? Well, I don't understand what it could be because there's no market for Westbrook right now, unless you're going to take something cheap. Say this right now: If I'm the Lakers, I play Westbrook this year. LeBron is already extended, right? If it doesn't work. I have $44 million off the books next year. Who can I match up with with Anthony Davis for the future of the Lakers? That's what I do. I might have to eat this this year. I may have to, but the alternative is not starting Patrick Beverly. I think if you can move, uh, if you can move Westbrook for something cheap, if you can get him moved for, like, obviously not, you're not going to get somebody the same caliber. But let's just throw it out there. Let's throw this out there, right? I'm not saying this is the move to make, 
But I'm saying you throw Westbrook out there and you trade him for a one-on-one swap of a Tyler Hero, right? He's not as good of a player as Westbrook. But but you get that big financial burden off your shoulders. You take a little bit less player with less contract. And now you got more room to make more moves. I think that is your move, is you have to find somebody you can do a one-on-one swap for with a lower contract that you can use to build around on. I, I don't think they can make that move. You don't think anybody's interested? I don't think that the money doesn't make sense. So Tyler Hero's average salary is $4 million. Yeah. By the by the financials, Miami's short $40 million. They don't even have the cap space to absorb Westbrook's contract. Yeah, I was just throwing him out there as a for instant off the top of my head. But that's um, what I'm saying. You'd have to find somebody where you could save you know, 10, 15, 20 million easily. Yeah. Which, oh, shout out to your heat for re-signing Oladipo. That was a big step for y'all. Oh, Oladipo. You see uh, Haslam's coming back again. Oh, old man Rhythm. Hey, he's uh, the third player in NBA history to play over 20 years for one franchise. What's that? Kobe, Dirk. And him. And Haslam. And him. That's it. Yep. That's it. Uh, wild. Wow. That's some... That's some time spent in one organization right there, man. Right, absolutely. I mean, even considering it, have you ever thought about this? What would the NBA have been if Kobe was traded to Chicago? It was real close. I think that was the one I, I just recently read that was real close to almost happening. Right. And it, and it didn't. Could I, you imagine Kobe with Derrick Rose? Think Derrick Rose would have got hurt? You think he wouldn't have? You think he would have? Do I, oh, no, no, no. I don't. I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have got hurt that severe because I don't think he would have had the workload that he had. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you had Lou Alding, and you had a young Jimmy Butler that. Oh my goodness! I, I keep forgetting that Jimmy Buckets was with them. Like that. That's that's the, that's the craziest thing to me. Who did they just- choose? They chose who they although they chose Derrick Rose over Jimmy Butler, but them two should oh my goodness. It's wild, man. That that that, that them can you imagine Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, and Kobe Bryant? That's rings. That's, That's rings. rings. <laughs> well since we're talking about injuries, let's just go ahead and let's just uh address the elephant in the room there. Right. Vince. And I'll let you go ahead and lead because you and I have had some conversations about this, but I'll let you go ahead and talk about this topic. Absolutely. So during a pro-am game in Seattle, I would like to say, yeah, it was Seattle. I think mm-hmm. LeBron and um, – Your boys LeBron's back. Haven't been here in 15 years. Yep, and, yep. Yep. And, and Jason Tatum, they were all playing together. Well, LeBron and Jason Tatum were playing together. And Chet Holgram – decides to defend LeBron on a on a um, fast break. It was a loose ball fast break. And he ends up injuring himself. I think, what is it, Liz Frank surgery? Well, is that what it was? Yeah, something like that, yep. Yeah, um, out for the season. Completely shot. I, w- I, I would like to say that I chose Chet Holgram to win Rookie of the Year. Well, that's, that's dead in the water now. I, uh, I called it. I hate to be the guy that's like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you cursed him. I didn't curse him, but I called it. I said, this kid's going to get hurt because he's too small. He, he's too tall, too small. He's going to get hurt. These big players, somebody's going to hurt him. I didn't think he'd get hurt like that, though. Come on, man. You know, I heard a couple of analysts saying, well, you know, during these games, you don't really challenge the person. Why am I playing basketball? I'm not going to let you score. You kidding me? Here's my bigger issue with this, Vince. Players have load management, right? We already talked about this. That's a thing, especially in the NBA. Load management is not really a thing in other sports. Not, not like this, right? Load management is a thing in other sports from the head coaching staff forced down onto the players. Right. Load management is not a thing by players like it is in the NBA. But we talk about these players 
And here's one that really just, I mean, it irks me, honestly. You say, we can't do low, we got to do low management, low management, low management, right? LeBron hasn't had a full season in how many years? Yet, you're going and playing pro-am games? Now, if I'm the owner, I'm going to tell you right now, none of my players, if you're on there and I'm paying you a million dollars, if you get hurt playing anything but a NBA game, not in practice now, anything, if you're playing a game and it is anywhere but in practice or an NBA game, as long as you're injured, you don't make a paycheck for me. Yeah, period. you forfeit your salary for the duration of your injury. I, I agree with that. Because it's no different. I don't know if you remember this, right? Way back in the day, oh, oh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, right? Wrecked his motorcycle. Well, the Steelers put in his clause that he couldn't ride motorcycles. Please. What's wrong with that, right? right? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm investing millions of dollars in you. Not only that, but you're going to bring me millions of dollars in return. Because if I'm saying, you know, if I'm saying LeBron, I'm giving you $50 million a year. Probably getting triple that in revenue. I'm expecting that I'm going to bring at least that much money probably back in, right? Way more. I'd say triple. Yeah, I'm expecting that. So, I don't want you to go play in pickup games. Because now this rookie, who I just drafted, is out for the year. Right. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, I don't think that NBA players should be playing in these games. I, I know it sounds selfish, but if we, 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 we bring it down to a business, and I'm not saying that they're, they're, the NBA owners are owning these people, but they are investing in you, right? Just yep. like you're invested in the, the team. You're, you're invested in, I, I'm investing in you, then I'm going to invest in this team as well. Then that yep. brings me revenue on the outside. It's, it's a win-win situation. It may not be the same percentage of what an owner is getting. Obviously, he owns a stadium, he owns a team. Cool, Correct. whatever. Correct. But I don't, I don't even know what LeBron's revenue. I, I would like to say LeBron makes more revenue through sponsors than he does in the NBA. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he's the only player that actually – maybe Kevin Durant makes more money outside of the NBA than he does in, inside the NBA. Yeah, it's it's up there. Yeah, it, it, it's 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 it's. A, I think it's a win-win situation. And, and another another thing too is just like with these guys that have off the field and off the court issues. If I'm I'm a regular old Joe here, I never thought my my my, my behind would actually go to any any professional sports. I would have liked to, but it wouldn't have, right? If I were given the opportunity to play for an uh, NBA or NFL team and they told me all I had to do was show up to practice, give 100%, and when I go home, stay out of trouble, I'm not going out. I'm not doing anything. Hey, you want a drink? Yeah, I'll drink at the house. You can come by. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, that's hey, what I'm go. saying, man. That, that, that's it. That stuff's mind blowing to me, and you know what? You don't see other. You don't see how many times do you hear about an NFL player gets hurt going and playing uh, NFL game with you know or pickup game with other NFL players. When's the last time you heard you know a uh, uh, major league baseball player got hurt playing softball playing a softball tournament? They don't. Exactly. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what because I know you said. You don't want to talk about like they own people. And I understand because it's the it's the whole stigmatism around slavery and owning people, right? And so I get that, right? But in the in a less aggressive, demeaningful term, they do own your rights, right? To do different things because they are investing in you. So it's not like it's not a one-way street like it was back there in slavery time. This is a two-way street. We own the rights for you to do certain things because we are coming and giving you millions of dollars. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll put it this way. I was stationed in uh, Albany, Georgia, right? Yuck. I was, I had a master guns over me. I'll never forget. Master guns. Ah, I will never forget her, right? And, you know, I play football, 
right? I love football. You know how I am. And we got out there, man. I got invited to go play with the INI staff on the base. And there was different teams out there. And they, I mean, they had teams. They allowed people to come out from out in town to come play. I mean, legitimately, they had like six, seven, eight teams in this, this league. And the base was smaller than Paris Island as far as like personnel-wise. And um, I remember being out there. And I'm running around, and I'm, and I'm catching. And, and I was the, the best receiver on the team. And then my boy said, yo, you got to try these Nike gloves. And I'm like, man, I don't need no gloves to catch the ball. I mean, I catch everything. He's like, no, 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 no. You got to try these gloves. And I had never tried gloves in my life. And I'm like, all right, man, I'll do it, right? Because I've always been that guy that, like, prided myself on never having gloves. So I put these gloves on, man. And I'm telling you, if you could put a cheat code in real life, that was it. I was running out there, man, and I'll never forget. I had two people playing quarterback throwing me the ball at the time, right, warming up. And I'm literally running back and forth and catching one-handed. I mean, I'm looking like I'm Odell. I'm out there catching one-handed. They're, if they threw it low, I'm on the run. I'm catching it. I had my shoestrings on the run and just picking it up. I mean, with everything, left-handed, right-handed, high, low, behind me, in front of me, you name it. I was Because I told them, don't throw perfect balls. Because not everyone is going to be thrown. And I don't even know what you're going to throw. I just need to be ready to make a move for it. And uh, this one ball gets thrown to one other, right? Another guy comes out to catch a ball. And I knew him. I'm messing around with him. And they throw him the ball. And I'm running. And I jump. And I did like a 180. And I smacked the ball away. And I looked at him as I smacked it away, like in the air. I smacked it. Wah! And looked at him and he smiled. And as I came down, I came down with my foot on top of his cleat first right one leg down and it rolled underneath me and i couldn't come off because that was the first one to hit i ended up uh messing up my ankle bruised the ball luckily didn't break it bruised my ball and stuff they had to put me in a cast right well i drove forklifts around man and i couldn't do it master guns hot was so pissed she used to call me paperweight for the rest of the time man she'd be like (laughs) she wanted to fire me so bad and it's because i was a liability to her she hired me to do a job, right? She hired me to be the warehouse guy to run the show. And now I'm stuck sitting in a chair, my foot in a cast, and couldn't get on a forklift. Because you're on med hold. I was the best forklift, uh, forklift operator we had, man. And all of a sudden, can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, here I am, a, a seven, eight year sergeant, whatever it was, something like that, had been in however long. And I'm with two and three year Lance Corporals, right? That had never drove a forklift in their life until they came out there. So, like, the experience level was was way drastic. And so, I say all that to say, I understand why these people would get pissed. Why are they allowing these players to do it? I'm going to tell you right now, you can't be the only owner saying that because I feel like if you are, there's going to be people that don't come play for you just because of that. You have to collectively get in there and say, look, man, these tournaments, this pro-am stuff, this has got to go, man. This is ridiculous. Because that guy just lost millions of dollars on that dude being hurt. Granted, he's a rookie, right? So you weren't paying him a lot in the first place. But LeBron, you're load managing, yet you can go play in Seattle in pro-am. And you're flexing on, congrats, bro. You're flexing on these people. Congratulations. Yeah, you know, another thing that I, I, I saw, and this is where... I kind of understand why they play in these program games is because of the people that can't afford to come to the games, right? So if they they can't afford to go to a game where LeBron is playing because the tickets are substantially more because he's there, I get that. But there's got to be some kind of medium here. There's, there, there has to be. Two giveaways, man. Find a way. It's, you know it's, what I mean? It's, it's got to be a, a, a some kind of medium. This, even if you said, "Hey, I'll play in one pro am game." LeBron has played in two this summer. He played in the famous Drew League. I don't know if you ever heard of that one before. Yep, the Drew League, and then I played the one in Seattle. Meanwhile, this dude can't even play. Like he's playing what fifty four games or something last year. He, did, he didn't play enough games to be eligible for the scoring title. Yeah, but yeah, you can go play in their tournaments, man. That's garbage. And that's how people get hurt. Like, 
it's not a good look. It's not a good idea. This rookie, I get it. You're a rookie. You're wanting to get out there. I understand him, right? Yep. Do I agree with it? No. But I do understand why you'd want to get out there and do that. But like I said, what bothers me is when you have people that are openly load managing, they're not even trying to hide it. But yet they can play in these tournaments. It, it's, it, I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't, it, it bothers me. It's not a good look. No, it's not. It's not a good look at all. It's, it's horrendous, in my opinion. It'll work itself out. I do believe the CBA, when they, they do the next collective bargaining agreement, there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be brought up during this. LeBron's going to be one of them. James Harden is going to be one of them. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. I was just thinking, old Ben Simmons. These guys are going to be brought up. You know, it's and and they have nobody to blame but themselves. I know a lot of people won't see this opinion, right? But I think that the current NBA player, right? Not the old heads that are still in there. I feel like LeBron, I get it. He's an old head, but I feel like he still tries to be like the young guys. Um, and when I say young guys, I'd say probably anybody right on the 10 year mark and less. These players are not built the same, man. They're not the same players. They're not the same love, the same get out there and put your body in line. They're, they're just not there. And I think the, the CBA was established when players were like that. Right. You know, the, the last time it was really built, it was when they were still like that, you know, as a, as a majority. So I definitely think there's going to be changes and maybe it's unfortunate for some of the new guys coming in, but you know what they say, man, one bad apple spoils the bunch. Absolutely. my guy. We can go ahead and get into the interesting facts here, my guy. All right. All right. Well, uh, I tell you what, man, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I'll go ahead and hit my fact and then I'll let you go ahead and hit yours. Okay. All right. So if you're a Chicago Bears fan, I'm going to ask that you just go ahead and turn the volume down, right? Because I don't want to hurt your feelings. Sorry, Valerie. The Chicago Bears have not had the same quarterback start every game in consecutive seasons since 1977. I I, I don't remember the exact number, but I also want to say the Chicago Bears' um, highest passing yards in a season like who who is thrown you know for the most yards in the season the chicago bears rank 30 32nd out of 32 so, so John, I, got, I got a question what you got man so do the chicago bears have commitment issues they can't commit to one person what's going on who's, who's at fault in this relationship is it the quarterback or is it the organization i don't think they have good quarterbacks ever I don't think they've ever had. You tell me a Hall of Fame quarterback that the Chicago Bears have had. Rex Grossman. All right, I'm done with you. <laughs> What's your stat, man? What you got? Okay. This one was very interesting to me because I've actually never looked up this stat before. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre has the most fumbles in NFL history. The most has- fumbles? He has 166. He's recovered 42 of them, but total, like, dropping the ball, fumbles. He has 166. In 302 games, he almost averages two fumbles a game. That's insane, bro. Yes. And, and the, the, the other thing is that I'm seeing here, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know who, who Dave Craig is, but I'm assuming he's a quarterback as well. Worldwide. Go ahead. Top five most fumbles are quarterbacks. What if I told you that uh, your boy Brett Favre also has the most interceptions thrown? Oh, he's a gunslinger. That would not surprise me at all. 336, man. Look, look, look. He's the Westbrook of the NFL. No, you know, that's, that's disrespectful to, the, uh, to, to, to Westbrook. I'm so sorry. Because I'm not going to sit here and act like your teammate, LeBron James, doesn't have the most career turnovers in the, in the NBA. 
So, mm. it's a fact. It, it is a fact. You can look it up. He has the most turnovers of any player in the NBA. All time. Ouch. Ouch. All right. Well, uh, before we go, or well, before we get into the pleasantries, I would say, I want to go ahead, uh, Vince. I want to hear what your uh, your game of the week to watch is going to be for college and NFL. So, obviously, we're in the middle of the season for college, right? Just started. I mean, I say middle of the season. Week one of college, right? Just started. And then week one of NFL is getting ready to start here, uh, you know, in a, in a little over a week. So, first off, we'll go ahead. What is your game to watch? This week in college football. College game this week is Georgia versus Oregon. Okay. I thought about that one. So I, I would like to see what that starting quarterback, I don't know his name, but I would like to see how that goes there. I, w- I, w- I would definitely love to see how that goes. I, I, I think Georgia's going to edge him out probably by a touchdown, but should be a good game. Very much so. I, uh, I definitely think that they're going to struggle. It's Bo Nix. He went to Oregon. He swapped and went to Oregon. That is a, yeah, he used to be the quarterback for Auburn. Took this massive NIL deal and then rolled out. Oh, so he's a scrambling quarterback. That's the one I'm thinking you're talking about. Yeah, he just can. Now, they're not saying who's going to be the first quarterback, right? But I would be surprised to see anybody take it over Bo Nix. Right. So. That's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. I also have a a game here of two top ranked teams, and mine is Notre Dame versus Ohio State. Now, before let me go ahead and put my disclaimer. I do think both teams are ranked higher than they should be. I don't think Ohio State is ranked too much higher than they should be. I do think Notre Dame is, but that's me personally. I think Notre Dame lost Here. a lot last year, huh? That's every year. I agree. I think Notre Dame lost a lot last year. So uh, between last year and the year before that, I don't think they have enough built to recover. So I think that's going to be a a decently competitive game, though. I would be floored to see either one of them blow uh, each other out, but I definitely think Ohio State wins without a shadow of a doubt. Well, Notre Dame wins. I, I like I, I'm just I'm looking at Ohio State's schedule and I'm just like, how do you keep your rank? I, I, I don't understand that. You got Michigan State, Michigan, and Notre Dame as they your top twenty-five teams. They do it every year, man. This is crazy. Every year, every year they do it, and I it. no, every year they do it, and I don't understand. But that's like Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not even in the conference. They just agreed to play the ACC. And every year, they're somehow in the top twenty-five. This kind of upsets me. I just I didn't even look at their schedule this year. Like I, I don't understand this. You got Ski's old crappy Penn State team over there, but like, like oh man, I'm sorry, Ski. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Wisconsin's in there too, but what I mean, what? I don't know, man. That, that that's a joke. That's a joke. Well, let's go ahead and transfer over to the NFL in. Uh... Me personally, I think the game to watch when I looked at the schedule for week one, I was super excited when I had seen this. I think the game to watch in week one is definitely the Bills playing the Rams. I think that's a Super Bowl uh, preview right there. The Bills bolster up a team. Right there. First off, the Bills are a great team overall. Let's go ahead and put it out there, right? I know, uh, I know old, old Benny's going to be excited to hear that. Me talking good about them but the bills are a great team they're only getting better i mean they made they got von miller and stuff like that in the offseason so i think they're making great moves and i am interested to see what the rams can do the rams are that's a top tier defense about to play against what can you do against them because you did lose odell who was magnificent in the postseason for you so can you go out and beat this Bills offense? Now, what they have playing in their favor is they get to play in L.A. They're not having to go play in Buffalo in the middle of December. So, 
that's my that's my pro game of the week. What what you got? I got Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Okay, I like it. I got I got Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Um, and the reason why I chose this one, I want to see if the Cincinnati Bengals can recover from the head trauma they received last week. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would like to see the wide receiver or duo of Claypool and Pickens. Pickens was a very good receiver for Georgia. Came back, I think, like the last two games of the season leading up to the national championship game. And you have Najee Harris. I would like to see how that goes. I'm not concerned about Pittsburgh's defense. I was concerned about their offense. If I had this offense with Roethlisberger, who has two left feet, I wouldn't pick this as game game to watch this this week. But because it's Mitch Trubisky, which I think he didn't have a fair shake in, in Chicago, didn't really have the necessary tools that he needed, so to speak. So I think that a new change of scenery for him may actually do well. So I think that I think this should be a good game here. I'm, I'm going to have a hot take for you. What you got, man? I want to hear this. This is a very wild prediction here. Oh, man. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers have a better record than the Ravens this year. I'm not going to discount that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If, if I, I'm going I'm to tell you right now, statistically, and this is based off of just, just statistics, if Lamar Jackson continues to run like he normally does, this year he will get hurt. I believe that. And I'm not wishing injury on anybody, right? I, I'm not that guy. But you can't keep running and carrying that workload. Look at any player. Look at any of them. So if he keeps running the way he's running, he will get hurt this year. He hasn't got a contract yet. He wanted one. He said, I'm not going to talk past preseason. And preseason's almost up. So I'm curious to see. That may be a little hot take we got coming out. I almost feel bad for him. Not the contract situation. Like, you shouldn't be on the field at all. You shouldn't be doing anything until you get your contract. Because Sean Watson hasn't played a down in two years, and he has the Largest contract in the NFL right now. So, Kyler Murray does. Who, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting about a little Tink Tink. Well, I mean, though, but Patrick Mahomes got a 10 year, $450 million contract. This is true. And Aaron Rodgers makes the most every year. So, but yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Sean Watson hasn't played in almost two years, in two that's years. The bar. That's the bar. Like, what, what, what more? I, I can't even argue with that, my guy. I can't. Yeah. And, 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 and at this point, I kind of feel sorry for the um, for Lamar Jackson because they have not built around him in the way that he doesn't want to be portrayed. Right. We don't want a running quarterback. You should probably work on your passing here. Oh, receivers over there. Are you kidding me? What, what, what receivers? Mark Andrews. They just traded off of what you call it. They just trade off Hollywood. Like yeah, Hollywood, and their starting running back just got hurt. What do you mean? Their starting running back, Lamar Jackson's their starting running back. You are correct. Their second running back uh, got got injured. Oh, very well. Yeah, he, he, he's he's hurt already. Well, uh, do you got any do you got any shout outs for anybody this week? I do not. Not not this time. It's been it's been a quiet week for me. So I'm gonna give one out then, and uh, just because. I'm all about it. So, last night, you, myself, and uh, a couple other people were playing some uh, Modern Warfare. Oh, I know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we met a uh, another streamer by the uh, by the name of Chevy Gaming. Um, I think it was actually, what was his thing? It was a... Uh, Chevy Gang, I want to say. Chevy Gang 904 Gaming, right? Yes, uh, sir. Oh, heavy Chevy, right? So... He got in there, man, and uh, he showed us some love, you know, by, by coming in there and shouting out our podcast and shouting on our streaming and joining our Discord channels. And uh, so I just wanted to show him the same kind of love, man. I appreciate playing with you. Look forward to to having more time uh, out there, more junk, uh, more content on your stream, more all that, man. Uh, great guy. If y'all are into streaming, check him out. 
Like I said, it's a Chevy Gang 904 Gaming, right? He's from Jacksonville, Florida, so from my home state. So I just want to go ahead and give him a shout out. In, in about an hour and a half from my hometown in a different state, I'm from Georgia, but it's, I mean, the, the fact that it's so close, and this is the thing that a lot of people don't understand about gaming is like you, you play with people, you don't realize how close you are to each other. Yeah, some of them can be, some of them can be extremely close when you never even knew it. So, but yeah, I just want to give him a shout out, man. So that's, uh, that's about all I got this week, though. Yeah, so that's it for me, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. And um, we got a bit, I, I know, I know. Jonathan said something about us. We have something in store here, but we we really do. We got it. We we uh got a couple of things to work out in aspect of that. But be on the lookout for in the next couple of weeks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, with that, everybody, like always, this is the end of the show. So I appreciate everyone y'all for checking us out. Make sure you go follow us on our social medias. And uh yeah, have a good one. Peace.